This morning we are going to look, uh, go back again to James chapter 1. I don't know about you, I never really thought of James as being a Christmas time book, but we've dipped into it twice now. We were in it when we considered joy, and now we are back as we consider Jesus and him being the greatest gift that God has given to us as we celebrate and, and give gifts to one another. I thought it would be appropriate that we would think about the gifts that God gives us today as well. And, and I think this is a good verse to memorize and to have in your thoughts. And, and, and remember these verses, if, if you don't remember them perfectly, nobody's grading. You know, you don't get extra points, you don't get a gold star. Uh, but what happens is the practice of doing this, hopefully at times when we're going through struggles or we're counseling other people who are wondering about God, some of these verses, whether perfectly or imperfectly, will, will bubble up into our minds and we'll be able to remember the truth that we have memorized and that we have meditated on. And so that is why we are doing this process of memorization, whether you remember it after the fact, and there are several verses. There's a, I go through in about September of this year, that's when I get fuzzy. And I'm like, I, I just, that's where I hit my wall. And I can remember the most recent ones, but about, and I can remember the first half of the year. But about September is when I go, I don't know what those verses were. But we went through the process. And that, is, that has its benefit. And so hopefully this verse will have its benefit for us today as well. Uh, as we begin it, let's go ahead and, and repeat this verse together a few times to hopefully start solidifying it in our minds. And to get ready to, to study it. All right, so let's say this together, shall we? James 1 17. Every good thing given and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shifting shadow. No variation or shifting shadow. All right. Let's say this together again. James 1.17 Every good thing given and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shifting shadow. Don't know why I took out whom, but okay. Here we go. One last time. We've got all the big important words out of the way. Let's, uh, let's see if we can fill in those blanks. James 1.17 Every good thing given and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shifting shadow. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think, who is it? Uh, oh, Sean Connery would have a little bit of trouble with that verse, I think, you know. Uh, well, maybe, maybe it would work for him. He always wanted to put a sh on S-words, didn't he? So he'd have no problem with shifting shadow. Uh, but every good gift given, every good thing, I should say. See, that's what I want to do. I always, always want to throw all the G's together. Every good thing, every good gift. But no, it's every good thing given and every perfect gift. And, and what we are looking at today is what God has given us what God has given us. And this is out of the first chapter of James as he is writing to 
the church as it is dispersed among the nations, struggling with persecution from outside of its walls and sometimes even within. And as, as we wrestle with, and we looked at two weeks ago, the, the encouragement that we would consider it all joy when we encounter various trials, as we encounter difficulties and have trials, uh, uh, one half of the life is of a trial is it's something where we can prove ourselves to be faithful. But the other half of a trial, and what trial, the word, the Greek word, is sometimes translated as, is temptation. That when we go through various trials, it's, a, it's an opportunity for us to prove our faith, to test our faith and show it to be good, but those trials are also opportunities for us to be tempted. And it's within that context that James is reminding the church that though as we follow Jesus, we will face tr- trials and we will have opportunity to be tempted, that the good things, the good things, every good thing given and every perfect gift comes from above. It comes from God. And, and there in verse 17... The focus is on on who is the one who is giving. Uh, Every good thing given. Every perfect gift. And and that given, uh, the word there is is a noun describing the act of giving. But it also has the idea, it's, it's emphasizing the aim that motivates the giving. So it's the, the idea of, of really focusing on why does God give good things? What is his motivation in doing this? Why does he uh, call us to faith? Why does he put us in places of struggle, of trials even? Everything that he does and his motivation for doing it is good. And and what this verse says as we look at it, every, every, and, and that word means all the parts. That means, you know, and last week, remember, we, we looked at, uh, I'm, 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 I'm drawing a blank on it, but the focus on, it, you know, that in nothing we should, that there was no area when we should be um, anxious. Thank you. I was looking for that A word, anxious. Be anxious in nothing. And remember, nothing meant no, op, no possibility of a thing, but in everything. And this word, every, uh, <clears throat> Every good thing. Every is that same idea as in everything. And, and it means every part of a whole. Every possibility. So every possible good thing. Something that is good and, and intrinsically good. That which originates from God. Every good thing that is given to us. Everything that is good that is given to the world. Every perfect gift. Every, and, and this is a repetitive idea. It's emphasizing everything that is given. Everything that is given that is good is also perfect in, in the idea of having completeness, having reached its end. It is exactly what it is supposed to be. Every perfect gift. And a gift is that thing which is given. In this case, it's, it's a bestowment. It's a benefaction. It's something that is to bless you. Everything like that is from above. 
coming down from the Father of lights. Every good thing that is on this earth comes from God. And in fact, the word from above, above can actually have the idea of from the beginning, from their origin of old. So it's not just from above as in coming down, but basically it's first. Every good thing that is out there, every good thing that exists comes from God. Any good that we have, we didn't originate it, it originates in God. So the love we have for one another, we only have it because God had it first. If you go back to the very beginning, what did God do? He created uh, light. He separated the light and made night and day. And He said the light was good. Then He separated the waters. He said they were good. Then He gathered the waters on the bottom together so that land would be produced. And He said it was good. Then He created the sun and the moon and the stars and He said they were good. And then He created the birds and the fish and He said they were good. And then He created land animals. The most important of which, the final piece of His work was that He made man in His own image. And what did He say? It is good. Every step that God was making in creation, everything that was around originally was good. Any goodness that we have finds its origin in God. Good only comes from God. And here's the other half of it. Only good comes from God. Right? Good only comes from God. And only good comes from God. So, so we aren't able to produce good outside of God. Any good that we have has come from Him originally. But the second part of that is only good comes from God. Nothing that is not good comes from God, in other words. He does not do anything that is evil. If we look at James 1.13 just a little bit before, James tells the, the church, let no one say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, and He Himself does not tempt anyone. God does not tempt towards evil. God cannot be tempted by evil. And He does not tempt anyone else either. All that comes from God is good. There is nothing that you can look at and say, this is from God and it is bad. This is from God and it is evil. Now, so we have to look at Jesus and His suffering on the cross and say, this was from God and it was good. We have to look at the suffering that the disciples experienced as they worshipped Him, as they followed Him, as they were thrown into prison, as they were uh, executed. What came from God, the aspect of it that came from God, is good. Now obviously, I think if you find yourself in prison because of the Word of God, and you find yourself being executed because of the Word of God, you won't necessarily view that as being good. But that's not coming from God. The opportunity to testify about Jesus Christ is good. The opportunity to be put to the limit of how far does my faith in Jesus Christ go? What am I willing to sacrifice because of His love for me? Those things are good. That's why we uh, celebrate the saints and the martyrs and the confessors. 
But the pain and the suffering and the death that comes through those actions, those aren't from God. That's the world in rebellion against God. That's the world taking the believers into the synagogues and into the courts. The evil is not from God. Because God is not tempted by evil and He does not tempt anyone. Instead, what we see in verse 14 following is, but each one is tempted when he is carried away and enticed by his own lust. Then when lust has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And when sin is accomplished, it brings forth death. That's the context of what James is sharing with us. Uh, James 1.17. As he's talking about every good thing and every, every good thing given and every perfect is from above. God is not the one that tempts us. He is not bringing temptation into our lives. He is allowing us to be tested and sometimes He places us in places that we will be tested. That we will undergo trials. But He does not tempt us. The temptation comes from within. Each one is tempted when he is carried away and enticed by his own lust. His own sinful desires. When lust has conceived, it gives birth to sin. When we, when we let the lust that is tempting us plant its seed in our hearts that we carry it out. When it is conceived, it gives birth to sin. And when sin is accomplished, it brings forth death. God is the one who created and said it is good. And everything He created was good. But we, we are the ones that have created evil in our lives. We are the ones that take what God has made for good and make it for wickedness. God has made us to love one another, to have relationships with one another, to be attracted to other people. We are the ones that take it in places that God did not design. We're the ones that do that, not Him. We're the ones that take righteous anger and just make it unrighteous anger. Whereas Jesus can be angry and God can be angry and they do not sin. They are just how often are we truly just in our anger? We take what has been good and we corrupt it. We create the bad in the world, not God. He is the one who makes good. Every good thing given. Every perfect gift. We are the ones that create the bad. We create it in our own lives. We, originally, I was going to be much harsher in my language. We create the evil in our lives. But because he's the one that does good, I'm just going with the antonym bad, you know. But we we can all agree and know it's much worse than just a little bad, isn't it? We're the ones that create wickedness and evil in the world. He is the one that gives good things. He is the one that created it to be good, and we're the ones who have corrupted it. That is where we stand. But he tells us here in verse 17 that every good thing given and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights. And, and, and what do we do at Christmas time? We light everything up, right? We, we light up our houses, we light up the outside, the inside, we light up the church. This is a time when the night is dark and we shine lights. God is the greatest light, He is the Father of lights. He is the one that shines. And that he, we cannot walk in the light unless we are of the light and with the light. He is always the light. 
And with Him, there is no variation or shifting shadow. He can't become wicked. He can't become evil. He can't join us in our temptations. And we are left creating the bad. We are the ones that are distorting what He has made that was good. And so what does God do for us in that case? Verse 18 tells us, in the exercise of His will, He brought us forth by the word of truth so that we would be a kind of first fruits among His creatures. We're reminded, especially on Christmas, that God is the One who gave us the Word. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us is how John handles the nativity story. Whereas Luke tells us the story of the shepherds and the angels and the birth and the the manger, Matthew tells us about Joseph and his struggles and the the child and, and about two years old when the Magi show up. John tells us about the spiritual aspect that the the Word became flesh. And in the exercise of His will, of God's will, He brought us forth by the Word of truth. By Jesus Christ, but also in a smaller way as we hear the Word of truth, as we hear the Gospel message, as we hear about Jesus Christ, those who are called to be His disciples, those who are called to have faith in Jesus Christ, He brings us forth. He helps us grow in faith and understanding to the point where we proclaim Jesus as Lord and we believe in Him. We repent and are baptized to follow Him. He brought us forth by the Word of truth. So that we would be a kind of first fruits among His creatures. All the world was created by God. And because of Adam and Eve's sin, the whole world was plunged into sin and destruction. And so He told Adam, the, the ground is not going to produce for you. You know, there was a time when the ground just produced fruit. And He said, no, now you're going to have to deal with thorns and weeds. And you're going to have to fight for all the the growth that you want to have, that you might sustain yourself and live. You're going to have to fight for it now. Well, the day is coming when it will all be restored. We as the church are the first fruits among His creatures to be restored and to be following Jesus Christ and to be finding ourselves in the time of the resurrection. And so that's, that's God's... I mean, when you think about every, perf, every good thing given and every perfect gift, what gift is greater? What could possibly be more perfect than the gift of Jesus Christ in our lives? That God, at, at this time of the year, as we celebrate it, we don't know when it happened in reality, but at this time we celebrate the giving of His Son as a baby. And in the spring, as we come to Easter, we will celebrate the giving of His Son as the sacrifice for our sins. And we will celebrate the giving of the resurrection of life. As Jesus rose again, He is able to give us life and the resurrection to come. Of all the gifts that we celebrate and of all the gifts that we get this, at this time of year, God's greatest gift is salvation. Salvation is brought through Jesus. And salvation is the greatest gift. Had Jesus come to the earth and not died on the cross to save us, we would still be in our sin. As Paul says in 1 Corinthians, if Jesus hadn't risen again, His death would have been meaningless for us. 
but His greatest gift is salvation. There are a lot of people who who celebrate Jesus Christ came to the earth. They celebrate the babe in the manger. They may even show up on Easter and celebrate that He is risen, but they never receive Him. They never place their faith in Him. That Jesus coming and dying on the cross for them, if they don't receive the salvation, they have missed out. And those people who do not receive Jesus Christ, they receive even greater condemnation because they have rejected Him, the One whom God has sent. God's greatest gift comes through Jesus. It does not happen without Jesus, but ultimately salvation. That we would be forgiven for our sins. That, that all those things that tempt us and that we give into and that we, we participate in and we bring death to the world, we can't solve it for ourselves. We can't heal it. The good has to come from God and He gives it to us through salvation. And now, not only do we look to God as the giver of all good things who gave it to us in creation, but He gives it to us now through the Holy Spirit that as we believe in Jesus Christ, as we follow Him, as we walk with Him, He gives us new life. He gives us the way to work and to live and to love one another. All the good things we have come from Him. We don't, we don't create any of it. And here's the, the greatest, not the greatest thing, but a, a reassuring thing, I hope about this verse as we as we consider that every good thing given and every perfect gift is from above coming down from the father of lights with whom there is no variation he doesn't change with whom there is no shifting shadow the idea that that he might become something different he might look different in a different light no, He is the Father of light. Have you ever seen the picture of a shadow of a lit match? Everything is there in the shadow but the light. The flame doesn't show up in the shadow. If you light a match or you take a candle up against the wall, the candle will, will have a shadow, but the flame will not. Because the flame is the one putting out the light. There is no shadow. There is no shifting shadow with God. He is the light. There is no variation with God. He doesn't change. We change. We grow. Lord willing, we grow. Sometimes we change for the worse, don't we? As we get older, we might become more bitter. We may become more stuck in our ways. We can grow. We can change. Not always for the good. But the joy and the hope, the blessing is is that we can also change for the good. As we walk with Christ, we can become more like Him. We can experience more of His love and we can start showing more of His love and we can start becoming more like Him. And we can grow in that way. But with God, there is no change. There is no variation. And the, the good news about that is that the God who wrote the, the, the words originally, the God who, who spoke through James to tell us this, is the same God here today. And the God who has established and said, this is My Son, listen to Him. The God who said, believe in My Son and you will be saved, is the same God today. And the God who said, I will forgive them their sins 
He's the same God today. And if he could forgive Paul, who persecuted the church, he, he didn't just ignore it, he actively fought against what God was doing in a way that very few people have done. If God can forgive him and give him new life, God can do the same for us today. There is nobody that is outside of the the possibility of God's salvation based on who they are. Because God's salvation is based on who He is. And because there is no variation, there is no shifting shadow with Him, we can trust God not to change. And if we can trust God not to change, that means His salvation doesn't change. And that means that He won't all of a sudden start bringing evil into the world. And so as our life experiences change and we think, this is weird, what's happening? We can know, well, God hasn't changed. My circumstances have changed, but not God. He is still good. He is still righteous. He is still loving. He hasn't changed. But the hope is also for those that we love who don't know Jesus. The hope is still for those here today. If you don't know Jesus, if you have not placed your faith in Him to follow Him, He does not change. He does not change. Every good thing given and every perfect gift comes from Him. You can receive it if you believe in Jesus. There's no no different standard for different people. Because He doesn't change. He doesn't mutate. There's no variation. He is the same God yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And so as we prepare to leave 2022 and enter into 2023, I hope we will remember, no matter what you face this year, every good thing given and every perfect gift is from above coming down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shifting shadow. He is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. His desire is to bless you, to help you grow in Christ, to undergo trials, to prove your faith, not to fall into sin. And if you need Him, if you cry out to Him, if you trust in Him, there is nothing you need to do different than Paul or Peter or James. He is the same. He does not change. He'll be there no matter how your circumstances change. No matter how your life changes, He is there. And He has given us the greatest gift, salvation through Jesus Christ. Let's say this verse one last time together before we pray. James 1.17 Every good thing given and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shifting shadow. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank You that You have given us Your Son. 
Lord, we, we thank You that even as our culture walks farther and further and further away from You, there are still these reminders of the centrality of what You have done in our lives. There is the year that we celebrate based off of the birth of Jesus Christ. That we are in the year of our Lord, 2022. That He reigns and that it is His throne and His kingdom and His rule in our lives. We celebrate, Father, this time of the year that our, our, our companies and our businesses and our schools, Lord, we, we may try to get rid of some words and, and broaden the focus of the season, but we know, we know that it is because of this day, Christmas Day, that shops are closed that people gather together and celebrate one another. And we thank You, Father, that we have the opportunity to celebrate Jesus today. That we do it at our homes, with our families, and we have done it here together. We thank You, Father, for Your greatest gift to us. That You have given us Your Son. That through Him You have given us salvation. That in the, in the right time, in the fullness of Your time, you sent Him. And that You've awakened us through the Word of truth to believe in Him and to follow Him. And we pray, Father, for those who have not yet decided to walk with Jesus, who have not placed their faith in Him, who have not repented of their sins. Lord, that they would hear the Word of truth and that it would speak to them today. Lord, may we cease struggling and worship Jesus, to believe in Him, to walk with Him, to trust in Him. We thank You, Father, that You are the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. That no matter what we face, no matter the trials, the struggles, You are the same God. You don't change. You are full of light. The shadows don't come from You. You dispel the darkness. Father, we pray. Help us to have faith. Help us to trust in You. Help us to live our lives not based on what we see or what we think, but on what You have proclaimed. We pray this today in Jesus' name. Amen.